Good morning, listeners, and welcome to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Max O'Brien, here today with Agnes Drew and Dr. Rosalind Clark. It's day 1,559 since we came back on the air. Anything to report? Nothing from me. Not from me either. What? Nothing? No zombies gathering in weird places? No general advice to stay out of the tall grass? No letters to read? Nothing? Nothing at all? What can we say, Max? Sometimes no news is good news. And, while there's no letters to read, you know as well as I do that most of the mail we've been getting these days is just addressed to a general audience. Similar to our broadcast. It's not meant for any one person, it's just some thoughts they wanted to send out into the world. I miss Anna's old postal service. The one she ran using her horses. That's as close as we've come to real mail since the zombies rose up. Yeah, most of the stuff actually addressed to us comes from listeners who are close by and can just deliver it themselves. With everybody moving around so much and street addresses not as useful as they used to be, I I wonder if we'll ever get back to getting real mail. That might take a while, but I suppose we could look into what would be necessary to start Pigeon Post. What, like messages tied to the legs of pigeons? I've always wondered how that even worked. Basically, you need a homing pigeon, although a system like this would work better with more than one. You establish its nest in a certain location, and then send it out with someone. When they need to send a message back, they tie it to the leg of the pigeon, and it goes back to its nest. Okay, but how does it know? One theory is that it uses magnetoreception. Supposedly, they can use the Earth's magnetic field to help them navigate. Okay, but how would that work to send messages? Like, let's say we established contact with a community a couple of states away. We have a nest, so we send someone out with a pigeon to the other community. They send a message back to us. How do we reply? We need a pigeon here with the nest in the other community. Uh, There have been instances where the pigeon had its nest in one place and its food in another and could be trained to fly back and forth. But it's probably more complicated. Like I said, we'd have to figure out exactly how to do it. But it's definitely a viable option. Pigeons have been used like this since about 3,000 BCE in Egypt. Those Egyptians really knew a thing or two. I don't know. I mean, the concept sounds great, but how useful is this, really? Just ask the Allied powers during World War One and World War Two whether they got any benefit from the United States Army Pigeon Service. Spoiler alert, they did. That sounds pretty cool. What did they do? Send orders by pigeon mail? In some cases, yes. Mostly, they were used for general communication and recon. At one point, the service consisted of over 3,000 soldiers and 54,000 war pigeons. I mean, sure, but you wouldn't send really important messages that way, would you? I'm sure they did. The pigeons had a success rate of over 90%, and some pigeons delivered messages that saved lives, like... G.I. Joe and President Wilson. Wait, what? G.I. Joe? President Wilson? They were just names. G.I. Joe saved the lives of at least a hundred men. There was an Italian village that was being assailed by German positions nearby. An airstrike had been requested, but G.I. Joe delivered a message just before the planes were set to take off, saying that the village had been captured by the 169th London Infantry Brigade. 
the bombing wasn't necessary and would have likely killed many of the Allied forces and citizens of the village. It took him 20 minutes to go about 20 miles. And what about President Wilson? His unit was under attack and needed support, so he was released to bring back reinforcements. Along the way, he was spotted by German soldiers who tried to shoot him down. Despite heavy fire, President Wilson made it to his loft in Rampont in 25 minutes. His left leg was shot off, and he had a gaping wound in his breast. But he was treated and retired to the U.S. Army Signal Corps Breeding and Training Center, where he lived another 11 years. Wow, I had no idea pigeons could be such heroes. Those are very interesting stories, and I'm less skeptical that we could do this now, but it does sound like a lot of work. I'm sure it would be. We need the birds, we need to establish connections at other communities, and we need to train them. I think we could do it. It would probably take a while. Well, let's keep our eyes and ears open to see if anybody has anything like this already going. For now, though, it's time for us to be going. We'll be back tomorrow, and we'll let you know if any progress gets made on the pigeon front. Until then, this has been Max O'Brien, Agnes Drew, and Dr. Rosalind Clark for Mercury, a broadcast of hope. Take care of each other.